Bets, balls and blokes. Bets, balls and blokes. But I'm the referee on this field, not you. Bets, balls and blokes. I fold him. Maybe it's against his religion to hit the Bets, balls and blokes. It's a podcast with real nuts. Corbin? Joseph? Nah, that sounds wrong, eh? That sounds so <laughs> wrong. That's so like abnormal. Eh? How you doing, Corbin? Okay, let's start that again. You ready? Yeah. Joey? Shots. How you doing? Good, brother. You? Oh, yeah, we're ticking. Ticking along? Yeah. Well, it's been a bit different this week. I know. I haven't seen you in class. We're not doing class together now. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's um You're stuck with all your Jurno brothers. Yeah, we're looking at news at the moment. Oh yeah? It's a real fun day, five hours of news. <laughs> um how about yourself? What are you up to in um, the uh, radios? We're breaking down the radio industry, Joey. Ooh. Yeah. Do you do you put your hand up and say I'm already part of it? No. Soak up what they've got to offer because it's yeah. some quality learning. Good. Yeah. Um, how was your week? It was good. I kind of uh, I missed watching a bit of Super Rugby. You're not going to lie. Um, yeah. But we had the obviously the International Rugby League come in um, a week's break from NRL, which was interesting. A, a couple of good watches. It's interesting because we don't actually have a lot to talk about this week, but we do at the same we time. Do. We're yeah. sort of in a real mix there. So yeah. uh, episode 16 of Bats, Balls and Blokes is going to feature our uh, on-report segment. We're going to do that next where we cover uh, all things NRL. And we did some polls online this week um, and we thought, what do people want to see more of to make their experience here at Bats, Balls and Blokes a lot better? And one of those things was our blokes yarns. They want to see some improvement around that because it adds a bit of humour uh, to the pod. So we thought we'll try and improve that today. So inside that, they're going to talk about our beloved Beacons rugby team uh, who we're playing for at the moment. We're going to talk about a wee night out that we had after that game as well. Uh, as well, Our shower thoughts. I reckon I've got one somewhere that I can possibly pull out okay. just to make things a little bit more interesting, but I'll think of that. And uh, plus some stats from our last episode where we caught up with Ethan DeGroote. Uh, all Blacks, interesting stuff happening there at the moment. Mm, plus, Joey, um, cricket. Yeah. Yeah, and I've got a wee song to play you. Good on you. Yeah, a yeah, bit of Monty. You. Yeah, a bit of Monty from the Beacons. He's a good man, isn't he, old Monty? Yeah, a few... Uh a few brewskis, yeah. and he's singing, uh, singing a few songs, so good on him. It's good to see, though. Yeah, 100%. We can appreciate that. Yeah. So he's singing a wee song for uh, one of our black caps, so we'll talk about that a little bit later on, and then we'll catch up what's on for this weekend and uh, our predictions for the games ahead. Let's uh, jump into it. Bats, balls and blokes, with Corbin and Joe. Oi, oi! So, shuts. we might as well jump into a bit of International Rugby League, or as I like to call it, the... On report, this incident! It's on report. Segment. I like that. That, you like that? that was good timing. That wasn't too bad. I, did I a seen wee... you hovering the finger over, and I sort of had to introduce it yeah, in for you. I did a wee um, tidy up of my buttons, so now okay. I, I shouldn't make any Purple. mistakes. Purple's on report. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. There's okay. no point me talking about it, because no, no one actually... because no one knows. Yeah. They don't give a shit, do they? Um, anyway, the New Zealand team, the New Zealand Kiwis, took on Tonga on the weekend. Um, what a game that was. One of the best games for a certain someone, Joey Manu, in mm. fullback. How good did he play? Uh, so they won 26-6. to six. Uh, Samoa played the Cook Islands. Samoa doing the job in that one. A few, uh, a few big names in that Samoan team. Uh, 42 to 12 and Papua New Guinea beating Fiji 24 to 14 that was a great game we picked Papua New Guinea um, because we didn't know the Fijian team but I think if we knew it was Fiji uh, last week we would have picked <laughs> Fiji so good on Papua New Guinea for that one uh, we might as well jump into that New Zealand Tonga game yeah well, let's take a look at it obviously uh, the Kiwis 20 points to 6 at half time they were pretty um, 
narrow in the second half. Not a lot mm. of movement on the score at all. You know, six points, uh, and that, that's all we saw in that whole second half. I thought that um, Jerome Hughes, very, very good, Joey. One of the Clinical. best games I've seen uh, someone in the halves playing a long time in international footy. Obviously, at the moment, we're seeing Origin and that sort of stuff as well. Um, but Jerome Hughes, he really stood out in that seven jersey. I don't know what it was that made him pop so much. Uh, he was everywhere the ball needed to be. He was always there on defence, on attack. Uh, and that's where I think Joey Money was very good as well, obviously, as you said, breaking his own record for run metres. You know, yeah. these Kiwis guys just really gelled together. And um, I'm keen to see what they can bring to like an Australian side. Yeah, off the top of my head, Joey Manu played um, exceptional, but I think he bet his previous record of 371, mm. um, which was only made last year. So uh, a few stats on Joey Manu. He was exceptional at fullback. Um, he had 398 running metres from 31 runs, which include 108 post-contact yeah. metres. He had seven tackle breaks and one line break. Yeah, he played incredible. So why is Trent Robertson not putting him at fullback. Obviously, they've got one of the greatest fullbacks to ever yeah, play the game, rugby league. You know, Teddy uh, in at fullback for the Roosters. But do they start changing some things around? Because Teddy's getting on in his career now. How many years do we think he has in the tank? You know, does he does he stick out mm. another three? Does he... I don't know. He's, he's getting on. Like, he's been around for a long time. Not age-wise, he's not getting on. He's still young enough. But, you know, he's been there for a long time and he's taken some big hits in his time as well. So whether we see Joey Manu start to, you know, maybe get some game time there. If James Cedesco happened to drop with an injury later in the season, do we see Joey Manu get a run at fullback there? Uh, if he can do it well in international footy, they always seem to raise the bar there. He's got to be at a uh, exceptional level as well for the Roosters if he does manage mm. to, to get a spot in there in the number one jersey. Yeah, definitely. No, I think Joey Manu um, has a big future in, in the number one jersey. He said it for a long time. <laughs> that he wants to play there. So, yeah. I mean, Teddy in your spot's always going to be going to be hard, isn't it? He's a hard man to beat. Oh, 100%. He's probably one of the best players ever to play the game, let alone the game right now. Um, a few other big um, players for the Kiwis this weekend was Jordan Rapana. I thought he was impressive with 196 he running metres. Someone we haven't really seen too much in the NRL. Um, but, yeah, he's obviously doing great things for the Kiwis. Jerome Hughes, as you said. Uh, Tuppany, I thought, was really good as well mm. as James Fisher-Harris, who's always a monster in that prop region. Uh, Brandon Smith impressed me as yeah. well. The cheese, I thought he was solid with his ball-running game. Sort of went off a little bit at the end there, but I just want to touch on again, uh, while I remember it, how tired a lot of these guys looked in the dying stages of that game there. Um, you look at Joey Manu. Uh, your dad came and watched the game with us here at mm. your flat. He was struggling. Your old man pointed that out. Brandon Smith, he looked to be struggling at the end there. But I think the injection later on in the game of Kieran Foran for the Kiwis was crucial as well. It was a chance to bring on some fresh blood, someone that's played, um, I wouldn't know off the top of my of head, footy. but a lot of footy for the, mm. not just, you know, club footy, but for the Kiwis as well. Uh, I thought bringing him on was very, very good. And the other man that impressed me in the opposition side, um, not just with his on-field playing, but his attitude after the game was Jason Tamalolo. Mm. The way he spoke at the end I thought was really cool. Uh, he said how cool it is to be back here in New Zealand. All you had to do, Joey, was look at the crowd. I tell you what, that crowd's incredible, isn't it? They were all Tongan supporters. Mm. It's one of the best crowds. You know, you talk about, we talked a few weeks ago about New Zealand crowds not sort of being up to scratch of the Australian crowds and Super Rugby. Yeah. And also American crowds as well, you know, with the likes of the NFL, the NBA. But that that Matama Tonga um, has such a good support network. And, you know, they, they come out every single week that Tonga plays and they um, can pack out a Mount Smart Stadium which is just crazy uh, a few stats while you're you're to, sort of talking about how tired the Kiwis were they ran 2,106 metres collectively as a team wow. um, to Tonga's only 1,398 
so uh, you know an extra what's that 800 meters um Mm. which is a huge difference between two teams with such a well it wasn't a narrow scoreline but it was closer than than the the stats suggest and you know do we see this this game, um, you know, in a rematch? Do we see Tonga, you know, going out there and putting up more of a fight next time around now, knowing what to um, expect? Obviously, now the Kiwis have, uh, let me just take a look here, 108 days, I think it is, until their next game, which is the Rugby League World Cup. It's a long time for those Kiwis. They come together to play one game, and it just kind of sucks that we get this week of international footy. But these guys, that's that's it for them now. You know, they've got 108 days to sit back, kick back, relax, go play some club footy, that sort of stuff, and then go back and represent their country again. You know, you look at people likes of, um, you know, we said Rapana, mm. haven't heard much of him this season, but then he comes to international footy, you know, now he's got, shows up. you know, 108 days, 107 days, whatever, to sit back in the background before coming back and being a star again, you know? Mm. Um, do we see him continue his form from the weekend into the next few rounds of NRL do we not uh, I think it's really interesting but yeah I'm just a little bit disappointed that we're not going to see these guys you know back out there for a, a few well few months um, yeah it sucks yeah definitely if we just jump into that Samoa um, versus Cook Island game now um, effects for years 42 to 12 uh, god if I look here Junior Polo played really well um, I didn't watch too much of this game I think we were we were sort of busy weren't we yeah what were we up to I don't know we were doing something something yeah, I remember saying to you, well, the Tonga, uh, the Samoa game's on right now, and we're like, oh, shit, you know, can't watch it. But, can't remember where we were. Um, yeah, Samoa had some great players. They obviously had Suwali, Taylan May, um, Isaac Tago, as I said before, Paulo as well. Um, just big dogs in the competition. So um, I think it was going to be always quite hard for Cook Islands to, to generate some points on the board. I think it's just one of those things as well. I think, like, all these international sides have a lot of players um, that are, you know, big names in the NRL, but we sit there and look at them when they put on that jersey, they're completely different players, they go out and they represent these countries in that and, you know, a lot of these guys you see in club footy, you know yeah, average in their club, go on and put an international jersey and they're spectacular um, yeah, gutted I didn't get to watch that game, but once again it's a, a long time till we see those guys playing international footy again, isn't it? Mm, definitely um, last last game of that round was the Papua New Guinea versus Fiji game obviously we just said that Papua New Guinea won that <laughs> one 24-14 you're right? Yeah, we sort of Missed up who they were playing last week, didn't oh, we? Oh, yeah, yeah, no. I can't believe. We said, like, <laughs> the Warriors or some shit. My dad was giving us helms about it. Um, but, yeah, I think Papua New Guinea sort of showed that even though they might not have the team on paper, they can still get the job done. Um, yeah, what, what were your thoughts on that game? Uh, I went through, had a quick look at the highlights. Um, quick flick through the highlights, sorry. Pretty straightforward, pretty plain and simple. So the game of league, um, tit for tat for a little bit. But, yeah, obviously... ENG coming away with it, so not too much to say. No, there's not really much about it, is there? No. Um, yeah, I thought Papua New Guinea played well. I can't remember the guy's name, but it was his last ever game for Papua New Guinea. I remember he played really well in the halves region. Um, yeah, it says here Jacob Alik and Nixon Putt ran 306 meters from 29 combined runs. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that was that was really the game. Fiji didn't have much to offer. Yeah. Well, I suppose the other thing we need to quickly briefly touch on, of course, you'll be able to catch our uh, episode number three of our <gasps> Origin specials. Are you all right? No, nah, I'm not happy, eh? You're not happy? Not 44 happy. points to 12. We're going to a decider at Suncorp. Suncorp, It eh? is Suncorp, yep. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so the New South Wales bouncing back, getting the win over Queensland and Origin. You'll be able to hear our full recap on that, though, uh, in our Origin special, which should be out hopefully uh, next week, Joey. 
Yep. Yep. Uh, shall I flip into our, our news from Content Seeker, Daryl, you reckon? Yeah, I reckon. You reckon? Well, it's been Jump another big there. week in the NRL news, considering there hasn't actually been any club footy played. Uh, Warriors captain Tohu Harris has stated it's time to start putting pride back in the jersey uh, now that the Warriors are back at home. He said that the teams um, in the past have fought to the death as they have pride in the jersey, and that's something that we have to show. We need to show effort and put everything we have in out on the field. This starts this Sunday uh, against the West Tigers game at Mount Smart, which is, of course, sold out as well. Isn't it awesome, Joey, uh, to see the Warriors coming home and playing in front of a sold-out crowd? Yeah, I hope they do well as well. Um, You know, it's been a long time. I think it's been a couple of years, as you said. Um, So to get back in front of their families, in front of their friends, and and in front of New Zealand as well, um, go back to the roots and, and reset. Mm, yeah, exactly. The Warriors have been snubbed by their number one coaching target, Christian Wolf. Uh, club owner Mark Robinson personally flew to the UK to try and persuade the super coach to sign uh, on with the Warriors, but Wolf has stated he wants to return to Australia, uh, which is, of course, where he comes from. This is welcoming news for the Bulldogs and Tigers, who are both looking for coaches come season 2023 next season, isn't it? Wolf mm. has also been linked to the Dolphins uh, as Wayne Bennett's assistant for a season before taking over as the head coach in 2024. So has Warren Bennett, you called him once upon a time, old Waz, uh, has he only signed one year with the Dolphins? Yeah, yeah, only one ah, year, I think. Okay. Yeah. Is that sort of just to get them set up? It must be. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know if you've got written down there, Sean O'Sullivan. Um, he signed a three-year deal, I've just saw on my Instagram today. So oh, okay. um, that's an interesting one as well. Yeah. He's played really well for the Panthers when he's come on for Nathan Cleary. So yeah, he um, has. I think he will be a big star for them. See, that's, they were trying to find some star players. I don't know yeah. if that's as big of a star as they would have hoped for, but yeah. it's probably not a bad signing to have. I mean, it'd probably make a starting team and, and do really well for any other team except for someone with Nathan Cleary in it. It's kind of like Joey Manu in Tedesco. Mm, he'd be good at the Warriors. Yeah, but he just signed a three-year contract. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> uh, the Warriors are not the only team being snubbed by coaches. Pembroke assistant coach uh, Cameron, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Joey. I struggled with this this week. Kilrado, I think it is, um, was offered a five-year deal to coach the Tigers worth a pretty hefty sum uh, as well. He has declined it and may well sign on for one more season with the Panthers and uh, with the hope a major team coach's uh, role may come up, perhaps the Storm, which could be interesting. Uh, skip forward a couple of years and see where he ends up. Blues Origin star Matt Burton has told the Bulldogs he will not renew his option on his contract and will leave at the end of 2023. However... It is believed Burton is now going to wait and see who will be given the coach's role at the Bulldogs. Uh, if it is that Cameron uh, Kilrado, I think the name is, um, mm. the new coach Burton at the Panthers, Burton believes he could possibly build a team around him. So um, that could be interesting to see what happens around him there. It'll be also interesting to see how, what price he goes for as well, um, Matt yeah. Burton, because there's been a lot of talk that he's a definite centre now for New South Wales after their big win in Game 2 of oh, State of Origin. Um, <laughs> he struggled in the change rooms, though, didn't he? Yeah, he did struggle in the change rooms, but that's that's Origin content. Um, but yeah, I think that he will be um, up in his price a bit. You know, for the Bulldogs, they're a lesser team on that, on that board, and as we said... Um, as actually Daryl said in uh, episode one of our origin, um, Matt Burden is one of the best uh, players, versatile mm. players in the league. So um, I think his price will be huge. 
That's exactly right. We spoke about the Kiwis game before. We'll add what content seeker Daryl has to say about it, though. The Kiwis have sent out an early World Cup warning with a clinical display against Tonga last Saturday. The Kiwis were brutal with Joe Manu leading the way, returning the best run meter figures ever of anyone playing first grade, producing 302 metres. Other standouts were James Fisher-Harris, Jerome Hughes, and of course Dylan Brown on debut as well. Former Aussie halfback, and I find this really interesting, Joe Cooper Cronk, uh, has stated the Kiwis are well on their way. They did everything well, and he said it was probably one of the best Kiwi performances he's ever seen. That's a big statement, isn't it? It is big. I think it might be too big. Um, I did think we played well, though. So yeah. I'll, I'll give credit. It's interesting what Sight says because um, Daryl's obviously said that Joey Manu ran, ran 302. I've seen multiple numbers. Um, I've seen a few different ones too. 391, 398, 302. Um, so it's interesting what one's actually right. I think 398 is is the right 398, one. 398, we think. Yeah, okay. I think so. Um, I think it got kind of debunked because that was on Fox News. Uh, Fox. Um, what's it called? Sport? Fox Sport, yeah. yeah. Am I allowed to mention something a little bit origin here? Because uh, yeah, it's, it's quite big for the NRL, mm. uh, this at the moment. Bit of a investigation going on, I guess we could say. And it's in regards to New South Wales Blues rookie Victor Radley, who might want to have his uh, moment back following the Blues win over Queensland and Perth on Sunday night. He was sitting in the dressing sheds after the Blues romped home the 44-12 uh, winners over the Queensland side. Radley spotted the TV camera, were focused on him as the Channel 9 panel analysed the game and discussed which players would be available to play for the NRL clubs this weekend. The Roosters enforcer uh, then mimicked a rather explicit act on club teammate Joseph Sawali uh, before reeling away laughing. And now the NRL chief executive Andrew Abdo will seek a sit-down meeting to address this entire incident. So um, what do we make of that, Joey? Yeah, that was an interesting one, wasn't it? Um, what did you think? Do you think it was PG or...? Well, um, I think it sort of depends on who's viewing it. You know, like if, if I was... They talk about the younger Bit audience. Laugh, wasn't audi- it? Younger audience saying it, kids and that sort of stuff who are watching Origin going, yeah. wow, look at this spectacle. But me as a young kid, if that was on the TV screen, oh man, I think it's growled. You'd think, yeah. you know, shit, this is funny. Yeah. But for some people that could be different. So I do understand that. Yeah. Um Joseph Swiley, he wasn't really worried about it. No, he wasn't um worried, was he? but the NRL can't really say the same. They're quite um up in, up in arms about it, I guess mm. we could say. The bosses who will seek to address the latest in a series of off field um incidents for the twenty four year old, because he's had a couple in the past as well. Uh in the past Victor Radley has been booted off an aeroplane. I find this really interesting as well uh, for being intoxicated. He received a two-game ban, a $20,000 fine, uh, while he has also been caught tackling a man during a street party in 2020. Sounds like a night of Joey um, Ingram on the piss. (laughs) What part? All of the above. (laughs) Uh, Abdo has also labelled the vision unacceptable and the NRL integrity unit is yet to make a decision regarding his punishment. This is what he said. It's certainly far from ideal when something like that happens. He said that to the Sydney Morning Herald. It happened in the sheds but unfortunately was captured and broadcast broadly. We are looking into it and we'll be having a conversation with Victor and the New South Wales Rugby League. So, um, you know, it is tough on the guy. These guys are human and that's what we sort of spoke about um, a couple of weeks ago. You know, talking about, you know, you hear a famous guy say something and you go, oh shit, you shouldn't have said that. But he's only human, mm. you know? Um, same thing, these guys, you know, they carry on, they have a laugh in the sheds out the back sort of thing and, and that's all he was doing. Um, yeah. So... Well, you think about how easy it is to say something on the pod, for example, um, and, you know, we're, we're knowing we're on the pod um, and sometimes yeah. we might slip out a, you know, a word that you probably shouldn't say. Um, 
we're pretty good now. Yeah, we're getting we? there now. We're, yeah, we're pretty good now. But um, yeah, I mean, when you're famous, like even tackling a guy in a street party, we do that all the time. You know, like but yeah, you got you got a, a name to you. Boys. Completely yeah. different, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, and the final um, wee piece of news I've got here, Joey, is Matt Lodge sealed a $100,000 NRL return uh, as the Desperate Roosters make a move on him and uh, pick him up there. So interesting to see that there. I'm not too stoked about it, uh, to be completely honest with you. He's coming to the Roosters, who are sort of the team that I support. But, hey, whatever floats your boat, if that's where he wants to be, then um, that's where he wants to be. Well, they must want him, don't they? They must be missing sort of a prop. Um, Clearly, yeah, and he he does bring that aggression. He brings a, a good oh, playing he style. He, yeah. He's not a bad player. Yeah, he's a he's a great player. We'll give him he that. did play very well towards the end of his Warriors uh, career. He did. That's exactly right. That's balls and blokes with Corbin and Joe. Oi, oi! Another big weekend for us, Joey. Uh, Cutting up for the Almighty Beacons. I know. Good one. Great game. Um. Well, for some it was. I sort of. Spend a bit of time on the bench. Shoulders still not great, so I look across. You had five minutes, mate. I got five. Five. Look across. There's old uh, Joey vomiting his guts out on the sideline. Are we going to talk about the game before we mention the 70th minute? Oh, <laughs> come on, mate! Okay, I, I lasted a while. You lasted, I lasted a, while. a while. I lasted a while, but yeah, no, I uh, I got chopped in half. Um, sort of did a bit of a draw and pass move. Dropped. Uh, <laughs> dropped in half. Snapped in half. Snapped in half. Um, I had the ball up against my sort of neck. And uh, I was feeling pretty winded. The boys coming up to me thinking I was concussed or, you know, else otherwise. But um, no, I Not was another just dimension. severely winded. And I was trying to tell Jason, who came over to me, and I think Marshy was in my ear as well. And I was like, no, nah, mate, I'm just winded, just winded. And they're like, oh, righto, nothing wrong with it. Have fun. But then they didn't know uh, that I was puking, um, projectile vomiting on yeah. the sideline. Um, but once that was out of my system, I was good to go again. You went back on, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, interesting to sort of look across and you're not in a good way. Yeah, well, he was telling me to get down, mark the wing, and I was just <laughs> puking. I was like, hold up, hold up. Hold on. <laughs> uh, other than that, though, Beacons played pretty well, didn't they? What was the score in the end? 20... 31-7, wasn't it? Oh, okay. Yep. I think. Something Probably. like that anyway. Oh, we did score a try at the end, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, off that line-out drive and... Uh, um, then you passed to someone and then they scored. Nice wee pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, though, they're a little bit scrappy. Little couple of shove arounds, but yeah, well, um, bit of background. The Beacons actually know the Battlers pretty well, so uh, there was a bit of a tussle up and, mm. and whatnot. But it was a really good game. We played uh, pretty well, I'd say. Yeah, uh, yeah. How Dad good? was actually quite happy with how well impressed with how um, sort of high level it was for social. You know, yeah, a bit of social footy, but it's quite structured, eh? Yeah, oh, yeah. He was really impressed with that. So um, yeah, it was good. And a wee exciting delivery this week. Our uh, our Beacons kit. Mm. A playing kit. Well, not a playing kit. Our um, warm-up kit. Your old man, Marshy. Hoodie. My old man, Marshy. Yeah, they reckon I'm a bit like him, don't they? Yeah. What do you reckon? Oh, I can't see it. <laughs> really? Like, mate, I just... He thinks it as well. He's yeah. the one that started it. Yeah. So, um, he listens to the podcast. we just call you Marshy now? Call me Marshy. Yeah. I think there's too many Marshies in the team, isn't there? There is a lot of Marshies. We're having a conversation between us that probably no one else cares about other than the Beacons players. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. Well, after the game... We head down to uh, the Fox and Ferret. A few beverages down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice wee establishment. Yeah, it was pretty good, eh? It's kind of like a uh, stadium type type vibe. A bit of an upstairs and downstairs and a bit of an arena. Is there? I thought there was a bit of an arena. It kind of looked like you walked in <laughs> and there was like people up there and down here with us. Right, yeah. yeah. I thought it was like quite a cool setting. I thought it was quite cool. Yeah. I've never been in there before. Beers so. are better because they were free as well. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Mm. 
And then um, you had a few beers there, and then you buggered off to work. I didn't have any beers. You didn't have any beers there, did you? No. no. I had the free beers. It was great. Yeah. But uh, you went to work. Yeah. And then um, we thought, well, why don't we leave this venue, and we'll head down to Joey's work. I managed to get all the boys on board. They thought it was a great idea. Mm. So we get in the car, and we're hooning down, and had a couple of sober drivers and an Uber. We get him down to Joey's work, and then uh, phone rings, just as we're pulling up. Shots. Where are you? I'm just on my way to your work, Joey. Hey. Oh, they've let me off early. The, the what? <laughs> oh, we're outside, Joe. We want some of these cocktails because, as you would have seen on our Instagram, he took eight, eight minutes to make me a cocktail the other week. So we had to test his skills again and order like 20 cocktails. Is what the, was there the was plan. about 25 people there. And yeah. I was so glad I got let off early. I think it was about a five minutes difference as well. If I was, if I was on five minutes later, um, I definitely would have got forced to work because of the influx of beacons and battlers asking yeah. for uh, cocktails. But since I wasn't behind the bar... Only beers were ordered. I could guarantee you I was going to make some pretty weird concoctions mm. if uh, if I was behind that bar. But um, thank God. What did your bosses think of us? Do they like us? No. <laughs> well, hang on. They didn't. <laughs> what do you mean, nah? They didn't mind us, <laughs> but I had a few uh, a few words in my ear. Look, mate, you're getting pretty rowdy inside. Oh, well, we, I wasn't inside. No, we weren't inside. Me and so you. it wasn't us. No. So that must have been the others. We were getting the. Um, Who do we blame? Doug Who's Doug? The, the Battler's guy Oh the Battler's guy Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know the one But um, other than that we, we came back here And then we decided to head out Into, uh, into the town and, and see what was going on down there And that was enjoyable as well Good to sort of see everyone in there Wasn't it? Yeah no it was It was real good We uh, went to the wee Little fiddle Little fiddle um, You kind of disappeared though Didn't you? Pretty early Yeah well By that stage I had a couple of drinks You know it was sort of It was about home time I thought well, I, I thought it was pretty early, and we all sort of thought it was pretty early, but you were off to see uh, the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz, um, <laughs> and sort of, I heard you just sat in a room with a few people and- Just yarned. And yarned and- Spun the shit. Instead of being with the Beacons boys after a big game. Yeah, well, oh, when Judy calls, you got to go spin a yarn, then you got to go spin a yarn. I'm pretty sure that's just how it goes, Joey. What's Judy? I'm not too sure, but uh, about those shower thoughts, mate. You got anything? Um, no, you go first. I'll think of one. So I was thinking to myself this week, all right? I just turn the shower off. I like that, eh? That's good. Um, what if things that we see, everyday items, had a different name to what they actually are? You know what I mean? Mm. You know, if we Give look, me an example. If we look around my room, all right? Look at that Newcastle Knights jersey on the wall, okay? If that there was called a coat hanger and the coat hanger that it's hanging on was called a jersey we wouldn't know any different mm. but you can do it with all sorts of things you could do it like I was at the lights the other day and I thought what if that traffic light was called a bridge and that bridge was called a traffic light and you wouldn't even think about it you wouldn't what if you were called Corbin and I was called Joe that would be weird that would be weird eh? that'd be weird man yeah and what, what if you're secretly Nick Marsh <laughs> what if Coincidence The Beacons were called the All Blacks And the All Blacks were called the Beacons What do you mean that's <laughs> just how life goes You got a shower thought for me Joey You got anything that you um, want to share Nah I've had a blank You don't have anything I've had a blank No yeah. shower thoughts I've got no shower thoughts Oh that's I'll think, All I'm thinking about is the cricket Coming up next Yeah well We've got to get rugby out of the way before that 
Do we have rugby? Yeah, we're going to talk about the All Blacks briefly. True. Yeah, we are. COVID scares. Before we get there, though, um, I think it would be appropriate for us to uh, touch on some of the stats from our last uh, week okay. episode. We'll be caught up with Ethan DeGroote. We'll go there next. Bats, balls and blokes with Corbin and Joe. Oi, oi. Well, shuts. Um, Ethan DeGroote last week, how good was he? Oh, it was great, wasn't it? He. What a yard. He's incredible, eh? Um, just... A bit of background for us. Uh, we've got a few more big um, guests mm, like him coming up. up. So um, stay tuned. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stay tuned. That all you got? Well, yeah. like, got to tell you this. It's some pretty good stuff. So Yeah. And some of it's sort of out of our ordinary too, things that we haven't actually spoken about. So um, we're interested to go there a little bit later on. I thought I'd give you some numbers, though. Um, and I actually haven't told you this yet, Joey, which is interesting because I completely forgot to tell you. Our last episode with Ethan DeGroote is the most ever listened to episode of Bats, Balls and Blokes. Far out. How many? I can tell you now, over 400. Far out. 400 listens to Ethan DeGroote, which is absolutely exceptional. Um, and it was it was very close to our first ever episode of Bats, Balls and Blokes, which was uh, late 400, uh, early 400, sorry, this year's about mid. So uh, interesting enough to see that popping through uh, when I checked the, the data this week. Um, some other data that I've got for you, though, if we touch on the um, regions and that that we're being listed to. New Zealand still leading the chase. Uh, of course, we head back to Australia after that. The UK, um, the United States, Japan, Netherlands. No, the Netherlands. That was interesting. Mm. Yeah, I didn't expect that. I know one person in the Netherlands, so it could be. Yeah, because it's it's like under one percent of our listener yeah, um, so ship is from there, so it would probably be like one person. Yeah, maybe. Um, actually, it probably will be Papua mm. New Guinea. You know anyone in Papua New Guinea? Not that I know of. South Africa. No. Well, that's interesting. We're we're known in eight countries, so uh, that's how, exceptional. How crazy is that? I like that. Just a couple of small town louds, eh? Yeah, exactly. And this week also, Joe, we did some uh, polls on oh, our yes, Instagram. We did do that, some uh, polls. You're going to run through and sort of see what we think of them, and obviously we asked for a bit of feedback just to see what can make people's experience with bats, balls, and blokes uh, a whole lot better. Uh, and of course, the other thing we do have to look forward to that's going to be really exciting as well is the beer with Scott mm. and uh, the crew at Four Mates Brewery. Talking to him this week, though, he's absolutely snowed under because very shortly, Joey, the uh, Four Mates Craft Bar is going to be opening in Invercargill. So um, that's a busy time. We're heading away. We're going to be taking a couple of weeks uh, back in Invercargill and Dunedin as well uh, very shortly. So I'm catching up with Scott and uh, we're going to discuss some exciting things. So uh, hopefully... We're not too far away from that beer. But um, back to those polls. What are people wanting more of and less of? So we, we did a few polls. We did about seven or eight polls um, on the 25th of June, which I think was Monday, if I'm correct. Yeah. Um, people are wanting more big guests, more social media stories, um, some new sports out of the roster. We've, we've got a few um, suggestions in F1. Okay. Um, which could be interesting. Could we be might good. have to do a bit, of, a bit of research on that. We've got golf. Okay. Maybe uh, I knew, I know the um, I think it was Saudi Arabia or something's bought a new golf division instead of the PGA and stuff like that. Yeah, so we could um, touch on that a wee bit. Basketball, okay. Uh, obviously, the NBA Finals have just been and Golden State got the dub there, so we could uh, have yeah. a wee, have a wee yarn about that next. I suppose the summer league's coming up then, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, not be far away. Yeah. Uh, NFL once the season starts. That could be interesting. Yeah, um, I don't know much NFL, so we Neither could do I. we could kind of broaden our horizons a wee bit with that. Uh, UFC, which is another one I, I enjoy watching. Yeah, yeah. Um, UFC on the Sunday. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, and you put table tennis. What <laughs> <laughs> I said is, I wasn't sure what happens if I replied to it. If I get a like notification to say that you've replied to Bats, Balls and Blokes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was just sort of playing with it. I don't it. think it does, does it? No, it didn't. You just got to look. Yeah, um, we've got another one called, well, that said start video content, which we're sort of mm, working on yeah. at the moment behind the scenes. Um, more Blokes yarns, 98% want more Blokes yarns, which is fair enough. Who was They're the great. other 2%? Um, Name and shame. Oh, one vote, Michael Flanagan. Oh, right. I think he put no for everything, just being a cock, eh? It's one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Pull more audio content. So that was kind of like those those highlights sort of stuff. So we that could Ethan do, DeGroote one, that yeah, was cool, eh? We could do some of that. Um, in general improvements, um, people wanted longer episodes, which I think we're pretty good at it in an hour. About I an think. hour, otherwise yeah. people get sick of it. Um, I think I looked through the uh, that wee segment there that you had up there and one of them was Get Rid of Joe. Yeah, that, um, that is one of them. Uh, how unfortunate. Um, are, we, are we going I through with those, that or are we going to leave that I think those 400 odd listeners will probably go with me <laughs> um, and Lewis, Lewis Harper reckons do a pod completely rinsed which could be a bit of a funny one that could be interesting that could be when we do our end of year breakup with the beacons yeah well we're about let's to, not promise anything for that. we're about to head into dry July Joe so because um, you're giving that a crack aren't you I, yeah I've done every month this year <laughs> Oh, listen to it. I think it's about time that... Uh, is, that all, is it everything you yeah, got? Yeah, that's good. I think it's about time we talk about what's going on in the uh, rugby world. Bats, balls and blokes with Corbin and Joe. Oi, oi! Not a lot to report on the rugby front, Joey, except the All Blacks have been struck with the old uh, coronavirus. Mm. Uh, Will Jordan? I think three All Blacks coaches. Yeah, well, Foster's out. Um, I think... Oh, God, what's his name? I think it's... Um, old yeah. mate... You, you keep talking. I keep talking. Yeah, Joe think- Schmidt. Um, he's come in. He's recently coached Ireland back in the day. Yeah. Um, and he's come into the All Blacks. Recently be- coached him back in the day. Yeah, that was a bit of a cross one, wasn't it? It was. Um, back in the day, he uh, he coached Ireland. So it's interesting right. we're playing Ireland. Um, but he's come into... I mean, it was quite recently that he was coached. I mean, it was in my lifetime, so... Yeah. Recent God, what is it, 2019, he was last coach. So I'd so, call that pretty recent. But anyway... Um, yeah, a few All Blacks coaches sort of got got put into some sickness. So, um, yeah, it's pretty interesting that a ex-Ireland coach will be coaching against Ireland. It's kind of like the Brendan McCullum coaching England, isn't it? It's uh, shocking timing, though, heading into a game, what, this weekend, isn't mm. it? Um, yeah, I think they might miss having their coach around because they sort of start to develop a bit of a team culture and that sort of stuff as well Joe like you know these guys get used to training with each other they get used to how their coach is pushing them all that sort of stuff and then yeah they end up you know sort of flopping a little bit um, so hopefully we don't see too much of that impact when it comes to uh, the game against Ireland of course um, the Māori All Blacks today they played as well against oh today yeah I don't know who they actually had it was it was against Ireland but it must be some sort of B-side because um, they won <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, cause they won. Uh, and, of course, the uh, final score in that game there was 32 points to 17. They've probably got, a, like, a reserve team that they'll bring with them as yeah. well um, just to sort of play our Māori All Blacks and, and kind of get the gist of that. But, yeah, no, that's, that's pretty impressive that the Māori All Blacks won. Obviously, there's a lot of former All Blacks and All Blacks that we may have thought made the team um, playing for that Māori All Blacks side. So it's a pretty strong side. That's exactly right. Uh, I was a bit gutted to see um, Josh Morby. Didn't get a shot uh, in the starting time and the starting jersey there, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of opportunities and that sort of stuff. But a strong squad as well. We look at it, you know, Brad Weber, 
TJ Perinari, you know, two of the best halfbacks in New Zealand rugby. And they haven't made, you know, the big team. So uh, that's interesting enough. I see Braden Enor called into the All Blacks this week as well, Joe, uh, because of the COVID disruptions with, was it Geordie Barrett that had COVID? Was he one of them? I think I think they've had three that haven't had COVID yet. Um, and I think it was, yeah, Will Jordan, um, and it might be Geordie Barrett, I'm not too sure yet. Mm, yeah, definitely Will Jordan. I saw his yeah. name come up there and obviously Foster and that have had to take off um, yeah. because of COVID as well. So that goes to show that isolation period, though, even if you're... Don't really, you know, get affected by it. Still have to isolate. Or if you do have it, then recover a few days later. You've still got to isolate, uh, which is it's a bit of a shame. That's balls and blokes with Corbin and Joe. Oi, oi. Uh, the cricketing world now. Um, we're off to uh, England for the New Zealand versus England series. Mm. 3-0 loss. Uh, you picked that one. I didn't. I thought New Zealand might win one. But Monty... Yeah, Monty. He had a bit to say uh, in the weekend after a few beers, after a big Beacons performance, um, supporting Neil Wagner. Everywhere you go, always take Neil Wagner. Always take Neil Wagner. Everywhere you go, always take Neil Wagner. Neil Wagner with you, yeah. So uh, for those who don't know Monty, he is uh, one of our footy teammates uh, and he is a, a major Neil Wagner fan. He told me that he's actually a bit of an icon when it comes to cricket uh, and heading away. And he goes to all the games and the kids always come up to him. You're the guy that starts the chants. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's a bit of a character apparently Mm. uh, when it comes to Hagley Oval here. So um, that was his we uh, take on on Neil Wagner's performance, um, that you need to take Neil Wagner everywhere you go, obviously is the we uh, motto to take out of that. What do you reckon? Uh, On that, I reckon that's a pretty good song. I don't know why you didn't chime in yourself. It was, it was a pretty self-explanatory uh, lyrics. I, I, I think I was sort of laughing more than anything that he's doing that in the middle of the pub. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was sort of just like, <laughs> here we go. Well, you're not, you weren't near, he was. Um, No. You're on the free ones, rather, weren't you? Yeah. So you were kind of scrapping away, but yeah, he yeah. was probably behind Just, just, just chilling back. Behind yeah. behind. You know how yeah. it goes. Um, speaking of Neil Wagner, he did play the third test between New Zealand and England. Uh, obviously, New Zealand losing that one. Neil Wagner not playing too much of a big part in that one. I thought um, maybe this, uh, what would you call it, strategies were wrong um, mm. against England with Neil Wagner. I thought he could have um, had his, his bowling spells where he, he does sort of vary up what he bowls. Um, instead, he sort of bowled. Uh, pretty stock standard um, deliveries and I think we need something different in our team we've sort of, sort of got too many um, handy outswing bowlers um, New Zealand started opened the batting it was t- uh, Tom Latham and Will Young they haven't had a great series so far and they sort of continued their form um, in that one Daryl Mitchell the only one doing too much damage there he had 500 uh, over 500 runs in the series uh, mm. batted amazing him and Tom Blundell together were, were incredible uh, so they put it on 329 in that first innings all out. England responded pretty pretty well in the end, but they started pretty averagely. I think they were 55 for six at one point, and then, what, 296 for seven. So, uh, yeah, Jack Overton and um, Johnny Bairstow sort of doing doing the damage there. Johnny Bairstow getting 162 of 157 deliveries, just showing the Bears' effect, I think. Uh, New Zealand responded in the second innings. They did all right. Tom Latham finally got past 50 with 76. Um, Tom Blundell doing the job again with 88 not out. Someone mm. needs to stick with him to get that 100. I thought he deserved it. Uh, Daryl Mitchell 
56 yet again to sort of finish off his great series. And Kane Williamson couldn't quite make the 50 mark with 48. Uh, if we look in the second innings for England, too easy really. Uh, Alex Lees and Zach Crawley opening, not doing too much this series. Uh, but Ollie Pope, Joe Root, Johnny Bairstow, they were the heroes um, for this whole test. And they were in the last innings as well. Uh, the bowling-wise, I don't think anyone bowled outstanding for New Zealand. Uh, yeah, Tim Southey did pretty well. He got he got three in the first innings. Oh no, sorry, he got. Hang on, hang on. He got hang three. In. Yeah, he did get three in the first innings. So he got three. Bolt got four. But yeah, nothing really too too big on the bowling front. Uh, interesting for the England. We didn't choose the spinner. We didn't choose AJS Patel, but they did, uh, and he went really really well for them. He. I think got five wickets, a five-wicket haul in the first innings, and he just dominated New Zealand, which was uh, interesting because obviously we've been really against using our, our vital spinner for the whole series, and I think we've made a mistake with that one. You spoke about Joe Root just a moment ago. How old do you reckon he is at the moment now, Joe? Uh, 31. 31. 86 not out, I think, was the number I saw online this week as well for him. How do you think the relationship is between himself and Bears? I think he's pretty. I think it'd be pretty good. They've played a lot of uh, years of IPL um, mm. together. I mean, Baz is one of those guys. I think you could probably get on with him wherever you're from, especially um, England. He's played a lot of cricket in England. Yeah, I think exactly. it's how he got his 300 against as well. So Joe Root would have been fielding when Baz got 300, which would have been pretty tough. Yeah, exactly. So England getting the win by seven wickets, and and what do we see next? It's Ireland, isn't it? Uh, I think in about what is it, ten days time or something? Yeah, ten mm. days time. Black Caps Island. Um, That'd be a good confidence booster, hopefully, for the boys. Should be. Mm. Probably what they need as well coming off the back of this England tour, isn't it? Like, Honestly, I think they need to get rid of Gary Stead. Um, I think he he isn't doing the job as a coach at the moment. Just with that, I mean, Bears brought this uh, sense of uh, aggression, mm, which, yeah. which we've never seen from England before. Like, we genuinely, we always look at England as, as the underdogs in Test cricket against those big sides. We probably looked at them as underdogs against us as well. Um, but, yeah, I think Gary Stead's, yeah, needs to uh, pull finger. What do we see? Uh, we'll touch on that in our predictions, eh? What we see uh, for this Island Test and what 10 days time. Of course, we'll have another episode before that, though, so we'll be able to uh, go through and, and see what Goss is going on there. But is there is there anything else? I don't think so. Nothing else. We should just jump into our predictions, eh? That's balls and blokes with Corbin and Joe. Oi, oi! Once again, a huge thanks to Scott at Four Mates Brewery for their continued support. Of course, keep an eye out for the uh, their craft bar, which is opening in Invercargill uh, in the near future as well. Another big weekend of NRL this weekend, Joey. Round number 16. Uh, we are set to see the Sea Eagles take on the Storm tomorrow night. I think this is going to be a really, really good game. What do you reckon? Uh, I think the Storm are going to take that one out. Storm? Yeah, okay. I think that's going to be interesting. I think the Storm will get it done, but I think it'll be quite close. Close, yeah. Um, which I hope for as well. Always makes a good game. Friday night, we see the Knights and the Titans. I'm seeing the Knights. Um, yeah, I'm going to go... Oh, actually, I'm going to go with the Titans. Yeah. You think I the think, Titans can beat the Knights? Yeah, I think with okay. Tino and uh, Brimson... Mm. Get the job done. Okay, cool. Uh, Panthers and the Roosters, I hate to say it, but I'm going to see the Panthers get the win there. They're in too good a form. Yeah, I think the Panthers as well. Head through to Saturday. It's the Bulldogs and the Sharks. Um, Bulldogs are showing a bit of form at this stage of the season, Joe. Mm. I'm going to go mojo. With, I'm going to go with the Bulldogs. Okay, I'm going to go Sharks still. That'll be interesting. Okay. Cowboys-Broncos. Uh, oh, this is going to be a good game, I think. Uh, I'm Cowboys. Gonna say Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. I think the Broncos have gone pretty well at the start of the season, but they're sort of dropping off a, a bit, aren't they? Yeah, a little bit. 
Yeah. Uh, Bunnies, Eels. Eels. Completely agree. Uh, Warriors, West Tigers, first home game back. I think the Wars can get it done. I think the Wars as well. Yep, they're playing a, uh, a confidence-boosting team in the West Tigers who are sitting at the bottom of the ladder, so yeah. Yeah, and the uh, Dragons and the Raiders, what do you reckon? Raiders for me. You reckon the Raiders? Mm. Okay. Uh, is there any particular reason like why you go with the Raiders? Uh, to be honest, I think the Dragons... You know, they're a good team when they turn it on, but otherwise, I think the Raiders are sort of more structured. I think they can... Um, yeah, I think... I'm actually really impressed with Xavier Savage at the back, to be honest, mm. and I think he's going to be um, a real a real tool from this week. Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting game because the Dragons, when they spark, they spark. We saw that a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, you know? Um, they can pull something out of anywhere, you know, which is interesting. Uh, the international rugby this weekend, it's the All Blacks versus Ireland. I'm going to go the All Blacks, but I think it's going to be tight. You know what? I think the All Blacks going to really surprise us and um, do a job and actually beat them by 15 points. They need to. Mm. That's the thing. They really have to here. They need to prove some stuff. And I think Ian Foster's ass is on the line here. I, I completely agree. I think Ian Foster, He's he's been in the, around the show long enough to know that um, two losses to Ireland in a row aren't going to do, aren't going to go too well for the uh, All Blacks committee there. No, not at all. And I suppose we'll touch on the... Um, Black Caps Island, just briefly as well. It's 10 days' time. What do you see happening there? Black Caps. Black Caps. Yeah, Black Caps. yeah I think we can both, both agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, very quickly before we take off for another week, what's on for the weekend for you? Uh, I think we've got the Beacons game. I've got a bit of skiing to do as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, snow, uh, snowfall Marvelous. happening. So, uh, yeah, Dad brought up my skis and my snowboard. So, we'll uh, see what the weather does and shoot up there Sunday, I think. Nice. That'll be a bit of fun. Yourself? Um, heading to Cromwell. This weekend, Ooh. I'm going to MC the uh, Central Motor Speedway Awards night. So that's pretty cool going down there. Exciting and then, stuff. Um, fly back up on Sunday and into work. On I might Sunday. just plug you a wee bit on the pod. Uh, if you do need an MC, <laughs> Corbin is bloody good. Uh, I've, I've seen the video. He's a, he's a bloody good um, announcer. He can make the crowd laugh. He can make them cry. He can do just about anything. So if you do need an MC, maybe you've got a 20 for. I don't know what you got coming on. You've got an like engagement party, um, awards night, a funeral. Few too many jokes. I think you got for a few. Oh, I could cancel the jokes though. No, I don't think you could. I've got to cancel them for this weekend because the audience is younger than oh, eighteen. Some of them. Okay. So right. I have to tone some of them back. Maybe not the old uh, the watch one. Not the watch. The Timbuk two one maybe. Yeah, I mean, I could still get a laugh. Yeah, maybe the kids will just laugh anyway. Mm. Yeah, they hear everyone else laughing, they just start laughing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, there we go. Episode 16 of Bats, Balls and Blokes. Uh, thanks for joining us. Make sure you keep an eye on our socials for some exciting things to come. Uh, and also our Origin episode, Origin special, recapping game number two and um, previewing game number three. Look forward to catching up again next week, though. Hooroo! Go the Beacons, hooroo. Go the Beacons, hooroo. Good job, Joey.